Um, real quick, I don't usually do intros to our podcast, um, and and this is this is not a political uh, rant of any type. We don't do that here. Uh, we believe in leadership, and and we believe in ideas. Uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't address the events that happened in Afghanistan yesterday on August 26, 2021. Uh, we produced the podcast yesterday, so we're doing just-in-time production right now. Uh, and as soon as I got off recording, I started getting text messages about the suicide bombing that took the lives of 13 U.S. service members, uh, 12 Marines and one Navy corpsman, as well as the lives of countless innocent Afghani civilians. Uh, 13 families, moms, dads, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, uh, are living a nightmare from hell this weekend. Um, and, and we just want to send our prayers out that, uh, that God covers those families with comfort and love, um, and, and that they, uh, find some level of, um, comfort in the fact that their sons and daughters, uh, oh, I don't, I don't know the breakdown of that right now, um, gave their life um, for what is a complex, chaotic mission, uh, but a humanitarian mission, getting people out of that country. Uh, I say this because I didn't want our podcast to come off tone deaf, tone deaf, in light of this tragic news. Uh, in the podcast yesterday, I mentioned Afghanistan. Uh, and it was not this situation specifically. I was referring generally and apolitically to the complex and chaotic situation that is going on. Um, I'm still reflecting on that situation from the perspectives of a veteran, of a military leader, uh, and and of just a an American that that is interested and curious and and always questioning and and thinking through our foreign policy. Uh, we talk a lot about leadership and all of the responsibility and possibility that comes with positions of leadership. So in addition to the prayers that we have for the families of our fallen, uh, I hope we can all pray uh, that all of our leaders, no matter what level, there's, there's tactical leaders out there dealing with soldiers that just lost uh, buddies and, and leaders that just lost their soldiers or, or their Marines. Uh, sorry, I use soldiers uh, generally. Um, but that all leaders, uh, our political leaders, our military leaders of all ranks uh, and at all levels have the wisdom, the resiliency and the steadfast fortitude uh, to see this chaotic and complex mission to its rightful and safe completion. Uh, so with that, um, I hope that this podcast uh, does continue to inspire leaders in all organizations. Uh, and, and today's episode is really about uh, mission and meaning and, and creating meaning and the role that leaders have in, in giving meaning to what we do. Um, so I hope this, uh, imparts something on you. Uh, and, and I hope that, uh, our leaders can find meaning in, uh, this tragic situation. Uh, so God bless those families. And, um, that's all I have. If you're an entrepreneurial public servant, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. 
I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. And in today's episode, I want to break down uh, a little bit of leadership. Um, we talk about uh, the whole point of the podcast is to inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. And um, a lot of us are seeing in the news uh, discussions around the infrastructure, uh, the infrastructure recovery, infrastructure investment plan uh, from the Biden administration. So I want to start with a quote um, that I just put out not too long ago in our our weekly email, and it's by Jim Collins, who I'm a big fan of, and it goes like this: In the end, it is impossible to have a great life unless it is a meaningful life. And it is very difficult to have a meaningful life without meaningful work. Perhaps then you might gain that rare tranquility that comes from knowing that you've had a hand in creating something of intrinsic excellence that makes a contribution. Indeed, you might even gain that deepest of all satisfactions, knowing that your short time here on this earth has been well spent and that it mattered. Again, that's by Jim Collins, um, author of Good to Great. Uh, author of the Flywheel and and a few other books, um, and I think this is this is really important because um, there's two things going on in my head. Uh, one is well, let me start by saying Afghanistan is going on in my head, uh, but that's not what this podcast is for today. I will probably share thoughts on that at some point in time. Uh, I'm kind of reflecting on it. Uh, I think uh, a lot of us are jumping to reaction, reacting to it. Um, I talked with uh, a former general, uh, general officer I worked for uh, last night and, and a buddy of mine who's actually a reservist, and they're focused on uh, getting ready for um, processing Afghanis into uh, the U.S. So there's a lot of people doing, uh, doing the mission that it takes to, to hopefully make things better. Uh, and they happen to be Corps of Engineers guys, so they're getting ready to stand up the facilities. Kudos to those guys, but uh, that's not what we're talking about here. So on my mind is the infrastructure recovery plan uh, and how we're going to invest those dollars. Uh, and we always talk about stewardship. It's not taxpayers' uh, dollars that we're spending. It's taxpayer dollars that we're investing. So how do we help um, better steward those public investments? But then there's there's a lot of people that are going to be involved in deploying those dollars. And I think all of this comes down to leadership. And there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about can't find labor anywhere. Um, I was just down the Jersey Shore over the weekend and a number of places have notes on the doors. Uh, they're short staff. And I, I think it's going on everywhere. And I, I don't know that I've uh, reflected enough or dissected enough of what's going on and why um, why employers cannot find workers. But I did have a strategic HR meeting this week and in preparation for it, I was doing some research and I found uh, some staggering statistics. 33% of American workers are engaged, are engaged by their jobs. So one out of three of us is actually engaged by our work. 52% say they are just showing up, quote, just showing up. 17% are actively disengaged. That means that one out of five of our employees or one out of five employees in America 
are actively disengaged. And I take that to mean not only are they uh, not working hard, they're actually working to not work hard. So they're avoiding work. Um, And I think that there's an individual responsibility there. If you're hired by somebody, you owe it to that somebody to give them uh, your time and your, your effort to produce the results that they are hiring you to do. If you're not doing that, you're stealing. So that's, that's one starting point. Uh, but I, th- I am more focused on what do we do as leaders to make our environments, make our cultures, make our employees feel like there's meaning in their work. And this is tied a lot to our mission that we've been talking about. Um, I'm, I'm always reflecting on the, you know, the veteran transition. And I think that we as a nation, we as a Department of Defense, certainly we as an army when I was in it, um, we were proud of what we were doing. And, and you know, we, we can talk about support the war, not the support the warrior, not the war, all that stuff that goes on. But I think that we generally as a nation honor our military, honor the sacrifice that our military is willing to make, uh, honor their willingness to go in harm's way on our behalf. Uh, and I think it's a noble it's a noble career path, and our veterans uh, find meaning in that mission. And I think one of the things that is going on with the veteran uh, suicide and PTSD epidemic is coming back from a wartime where there was a very you know very specific mission, at least at the tactical level, coming back and and thinking that the noblest and the most important work of their lives is behind them. And now they don't know how to create meaning in their lives. Um, So I'm focused on that, but I think we all need to be focused on how do we engage our employees? And I think the way to do it is to create meaning. Uh, It's to create cultures that are focused on meaning uh, and to create leadership that helps focus tasks Um, on the meaning or the why of what we're doing. And as an example, I was reflecting on the fact that we, we in the management industry and the consulting industry uh, talk a lot about KPIs, key performance indicators. And I think they're a great management tool, right? And and the army officer and me, I love a, a green, amber, red spreadsheet that pops at me and tells me we're either on track or off track in our KPIs. But I think even more important than that is the why, right? So why does that KPI exist? And maybe there's a way we can turn it into a KPY hashtag, uh, hashtag KPYs. We're going to figure out how to, uh, um, copyright that, uh, copyright pending. So, why does somebody do what they do? Why is that piece of the project? Why is that piece of um, their job? What what does that contribute to the greater good? And again, talking to the military, um, mission essential task lists is really a, a big part of how we uh, drive readiness and how do we nest training to support the bigger mission. So, it's, I think it's, you know, us as leaders being cleared on what our, what our objectives of the business are, what are the key results we're trying to drive at, 
And then what does, you know, at the, at the operational or the tactical level, how does that tie back up to those goals? Because I think meaning comes from everybody feeling like they're a part of a team. And meaning comes from feeling like at the end of the day, what I did contributed, contributed to a result. I always joke with people that I find power washing very rewarding. And I think it's because I can look back on my work and feel like I've improved something. Uh, And I think that's all anybody wants at the end of the day. They feel like they were part of improving something. So I'm going to jump to, I, I started looking up meaningful jobs. And a lot of them are in the education, the medical, and the religious uh, space. So the number one meaningful job is clergy. Um, And it's got a high meaning rating of 98% and a high satisfaction rating of 90%. So I guess that must be the difference of um, finding meaning in your work versus being satisfied with your work. Um, but so they're pretty obvious, all of them, there's fitness trainers, um, nutritionists, teachers, directors of religious education, education administrators, radiation therapists, chiropractors. Uh, those are kind of the psychiatrists, anesthesiologists. These, they're dealing with people. It's, I think that all meaning comes from dealing with people and leadership, project leadership, all comes down to relationships. And I, I think that to some degree in the AEC industry, uh, if, if you follow where I'm going with this, the whole industry has started to drop the ball on the fact that it's relationship driven. It's people helping people. And a lot of this is because our buyers, big public agencies, have tried to make it more competitive or, or uh, an even playing field or um, procurement divisions are now responsible for um, putting out propo- proposals or putting out RFPs that we've disconnected the people who serve the users with these procurement departments and these complex RFP processes to take the relationship out of it. But the, the partnership only happens if there's a relationship between people. So what's the solution? Uh, the answer is I don't know. I, I think it's kind of controlling what's in our own sandbox and figuring out how on our project teams or in our organizations, we highlight the relationships. Um, my father-in-law, who is an attorney, he used to say that the industry, the, the, the legal profession was going away from people serving people and solving problems to people billing entities. And uh, we talk at MCFA that, you know, we don't want people here that are trading time for money. We want people here that are passionate about what we do, that are curious about what we do because passion drives fulfillment and, and we want a fun environment that is fulfilling to our employees. Fulfillment is not easy. Fulfillment is challenging, but fulfillment is rewarding. Uh, And I think the reward is seeing a team come together to execute a mission um, and whatever that mission is and and knowing that you had a meaningful part in it. Um, So 
that's that's kind of where my head's at right now. Um, we are, as I've talked about in the last couple of weeks, um, we are really focused on trying to build a training program to uh, help help transition veterans. But what I'm really trying to do is is help those veterans see that there's meaning outside of the military and that they can create a career path. Uh, and, and certainly there's a need in the AEC industry for, um, for more uh, professional services, more capability, more capacity, um, more workers. So we want to be a part of that, that solution. But I, it, the greater challenge here is how do we create meaning for all of our employees? How do we make them feel engaged? How do we take what 33% of American workers that are engaged by their jobs, how do we take those, you know, 33% and, and help, you know, the next 33%. I'm going to assume that 33% are just in the wrong job and that's going to be their decision. But I'm going to surmise that there's another third out there that it's on us as leaders to change the cultures, uh, to remind people what, the greater mission is of our organizations or our project teams. And I will start by challenging the industry, AEC industry, that uh, President Biden and, and all of the politicians that are working back and forth and arguing over what's, uh, what's the right infrastructure bill look like, that that's only, you know, that's only the beginning of the, the mission is them getting that funded. The real mission of our industry is to help our public agency partners go out and deploy and invest that money effectively. And that happens by having engaged team members. That happens by having engaged project teams. That happens by leading project teams and partnering and and building relationships with our public partners to execute that mission. Because whether it's a $10 million project, a $100 million project, or a billion dollar project, if 33% of the workers on that project are engaged, that means 66% of that money is being wasted. Uh, and the difference between that money being wasted and that money being um, invested is a leadership uh, challenge. Uh, so that's what I leave you with today. Uh, I am hoping that we can get uh, maybe a few interviews on, maybe a panel in the next couple of weeks to dissect the uh, the infrastructure bill and and get some feedback and get some differing opinions on on uh, how it's going to play out or or how it's going to uh, be invested. But until then, uh, we at MCFA continue to hire. We are looking. Uh, I think we have eight. Uh, job openings in the New Jersey area, greater Philadelphia area. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we are really, really, really uh, working hard behind the scenes on a number of initiatives. Uh, like I've talked about before, uh, transitioning vets into the AEC, we call it DOD to AEC. Uh, we're excited about uh, what we've what we've started brainstorming Everybody asks me, how are we going to do that? I'm not focused on how. I'm focused on who's going to help us do that. So if that mission rings true to you, uh, we want to talk to you. And uh, the the other one is the podcasts. Uh, as I've talked before, 
we are lining up our podcast. We've, we have essentially three different types of interviews coming up. Um, some are going to be industry leaders, public and private leaders in the industry. Uh, some are going to be veterans that have transitioned. Um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, a close buddy of mine that was uh, in the Coast Guard, uh, kind of a, a great success story of his career path uh, from from being a uh, enlisted uh, in the Coast Guard to being an electrician, I believe, at the University of Maryland to becoming a associate athletic director or associate, um, yeah, associate AD for facilities at the University of Maryland to becoming VP of facilities at the Georgia Dome and now VP of facilities over at uh, the New Orleans Convention Center. Awesome story. Uh, and we're looking for more stories like that. And then the last is uh, honoring our public agency leaders that are doing innovative stuff, that are leading from the front. Um, so we have a couple of those lined up. Uh, like I said, I hope everybody's having a, a great summer. Uh, I know that we we got a little behind on our production, a uh, combination of vacations and other people's vacations and interview rescheduling. But we, uh, we look forward to hitting the ground running after Labor Day. Uh, I will be taking a little vacation next week for Labor Day. And uh, we'll catch back up. I guess that the next Friday that we'll release is September 10th. Uh, in the meantime, be well, and we will talk soon. If you enjoy this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate it if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter if you want to learn more about the MCFA DNA. We are hiring, like I said, if you know anyone looking to make a transition from the DOD to the AEC or somebody that's already in the engineering field, uh, we are hiring energy engineers, mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, uh, and some civil uh, geotech. Uh, Contact us through our website, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time. Have a great weekend and have a great rest of your week. Thanks.